This is the Daily Signal podcast for Wednesday, September 7th. I'm Doug Blair. And today, we have a question. Can you trust new British Prime Minister Liz Truss? That's the question. Prime Minister Boris Johnson has stepped down and his replacement, well, we don't really know a lot about her. So to figure out what exactly is going on with our new prime minister across the pond, we spoke with Niall Gardner. He's the director at the Margaret Thatcher Center for Freedom here at the Heritage Foundation, and he knows a little thing about British politics. So what is her policy? Is she going to rule conservatively? Find out during my interview with Niall Gardner after this. We've reached a critical point in American history. Capitol Hill has become ground zero for pushing back against the left, and we want to equip you for a career there. Our Ready, Set, Hill program prepares you to not only find a job on the Hill, but advance conservative principles and impact public policy. It's just a two-day commitment, and we're currently taking applications for August, September, and October. Get more info and sign up at heritage.org slash training. Just look for the Ready, Set, Hill program. My guest today is Niall Gardner, director of the Margaret Thatcher Center for Freedom here at the Heritage Foundation. Niall, welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Doug. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Absolutely. Well, exciting news from across the pond as Liz Truss has just become the new British Prime Minister, replacing Boris Johnson. Uh, Let's get a quick bio on her. What is she like? What are her policies? How is she likely to lead? Yeah, actually, so I met uh, Liz Truss a number of times. In fact, we've hosted her at Heritage uh, on a couple of occasions. Uh, she was the Foreign Secretary of the United Kingdom. She's held multiple cabinet roles, including also International Trade Secretary. She's a very experienced uh, politician. She actually started off uh, on the left, in fact, mm. as a Liberal Democrat and later became a Conservative. She also didn't start off as a Brexit supporter either. Hmm. And in fact, she uh, she began... Um, originally opposing uh, Brexit, but she is now, uh, of course, a, a very staunch Brexiteer. Uh, and in fact, I would describe Liz Truss as one of the most devout you know, Brexiteers in, in the UK today. Mm. Uh, and so she is determined to, to lead Britain into the Brexit era, uh, following, of course, the premiership of, of Boris Johnson, who just stepped down uh, today. And uh, uh, Liz Truss actually is ideologically a very Thatcherite politician. Even though she began her journey on the left many decades ago, she is now a staunch uh, ideological uh, conservative Thatcherite. She's a committed tax cutter. She believes in limited uh, government. Uh, she's, um, I would describe her as a very, uh, a very robust, strong, tough politician. Um, she's not a particularly, I would say, showy uh, politician. She's not one for spin. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very down to earth. Uh, and um, she is also someone, unlike Boris Johnson, she doesn't come from a sort of upper class uh, background, actually. Mm. Uh, she was educated at a, a comprehensive uh, school in uh, in the UK. And uh, so she she comes from, you know, a more sort of humble uh, background. Uh, she is a big admirer of Margaret Thatcher, m- mm. my former boss. Uh, of course, there's only, you know, one Margaret Thatcher in history. Uh, but... Um, you know, Liz Truss, I think, out of all of the candidates who could have uh, become prime minister, I think she was the, the most Thatcherite of all of the, uh, all of the candidates. Uh, so, you know, I'm very optimistic about her, her leadership. Uh, it's a very tough situation that she faces in Britain today. I mean, immense challenges. But I think that 
you know, she is the best person for this uh, for this job right now. Excellent. Well, that is actually sort of a next question is that, you know, Boris Johnson left certain issues unresolved, obviously, in his, in his retirement. Uh, Truss basically mentioned that one of the first things she wanted to attack was the energy situation in, yeah. in the UK. What are her plans for that specifically? Yeah, so the energy crisis is it's real. It's it's very big in the UK, and it's the result, I think, of decades of failed energy policies, mm. basically. And so, um, the UK is not in a position that is is as bad as, uh, say, that of Germany or France or Italy or the big European Union uh, countries who are very heavily dependent on Russia. So the UK isn't isn't dependent on Russian energy. But uh, what you have had in the UK over the course of many decades has been a failure to develop alternative sources of energy. British administrations have not supported fracking, mm. uh, for example. They have not uh, strongly backed nuclear power. Um, and so uh, as, as a result, uh, energy prices today are, are rising very significantly, in part due to the, uh, the war in, in Ukraine and the Russian invasion. But also because of you know long-standing failures, I think, in strategic thinking with regard to energy independence uh, and and energy development. So Liz Truss has to address all this as as prime minister, uh, and uh, the British public faces a rise in energy prices from about two thousand pounds a household per year at the moment to around thirty-five hundred pounds or four thousand. Uh, uh, dollars actually in, oh, wow. in real real terms. So that that's that's a lot of money for British households. So Liz Truss has to address that. Um, I hope she will use free market solutions to do so. Mm -hmm. But there is already talk, of course, of an energy cap mm. being introduced. Uh, not ideal, I think, for a uh, for a Conservative Prime Minister to be bringing that in. But that's a sign of just how desperate the situation is. But she has so ruled out a windfall tax on energy companies. That mm. that's a good move. So she she's not in favour of any any new taxes, but you may see some kind of uh, price cap on energy, um, uh, and that works through a sort of a credit fund that is established, backed by the British Treasury, uh, but is actually put in place by private banks in the UK. So sure. it's a complicated process, but uh, it does avoid though um, actually uh, introducing taxes on energy companies, which, right. which I think would be very destructive. Liz Truss has ruled that out. Okay. So it sounds like she's planning on leading a lot like Maggie Thatcher did. So I guess my next question would be based on that. Maggie Thatcher and the United States had a very close relationship. Obviously, Reagan and, and Thatcher were very good friends, and they, they kind of viewed the world similarly. Do we see that Truss is probably going to have a similar type of transatlantic relationship as Mag Margaret Thatcher yeah, did? Yeah, that's a great question. And clearly, she, you know, she greatly admires Margaret Thatcher. She would like to emulate Margaret Thatcher. I, I would say, though, that uh, you know Margaret Thatcher would not support uh, price caps and that, that's, that sort of thing. So, But um, the British government is in such a desperate state that they're considering that. Um, but that's not something that Margaret Thatcher would have necessarily supported in any, in any way. Um, but in terms of the overall transatlantic alliance, uh, you know, Liz Truss is a big supporter of uh, the US-UK special relationship. But at the same time... Uh, she is acutely aware of the fact that Joe Biden has been very difficult uh, on uh, British issues. In fact, he's tried to undermine the UK over the Northern Ireland Protocol issue, lecturing the UK on this this issue. He's been very bad on Brexit. Uh, Joe Biden has been, uh, in my view, a disastrous US president on the world stage. Mm. Uh, and there are many British conservative uh, MPs who share that view that the Biden presidency has been absolutely disastrous mm -hmm. in terms of his international leadership or lack of it. 
And so Liz Truss, I think she will approach the US presidency with a very clear-eyed stance. She will not be afraid to stand up to Joe Biden and she'll stand up for British interests. Uh, and, and I think she will be a lot less um, willing to defer to Joe Biden as opposed to Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson really uh, always liked to avoid uh, any conflicts and he you know, he didn't want to pick a fight with Joe Biden over Northern Ireland, for example. I think Liz Truss would be willing to uh, to stand her ground a lot more. Uh, and that's what she should do. She shouldn't mm. be listening to lectures from Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi about British policy on Northern Ireland and Brexit. It's none of their business. Right. Uh, and and I expect uh, Truss will be tougher than Boris Johnson has been, which, which is a good thing. So should Americans be expecting maybe a split between the UK and the US? Well, I mean, I, I think that uh, so Liz Truss will be coming to Washington and New York in late September. She'll be speaking at the UN General Assembly. There, there will be certainly a, a meeting with Biden, uh, I, I think, at the White House. Um, the US-UK uh, partnership is incredibly important and there will be close cooperation over issues such as uh, Russia-Ukraine, for example, and uh, a joint US-British uh, position in confronting the Russian threat. But uh, Truss, I think, will tell Joe Biden not to interfere over, uh, you know, over British policy on Northern Ireland. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think she'll get that message loud and clear across to Joe Biden. If Biden wants to, you know, pick a fight over it, that, that's, his, that's his issue. But, um, but I think uh, Truss is going to be uh, robust here. Mm. And that's, that's the right approach because, you know, Joe Biden really has a lack of respect for U.S. allies, I think. Mm. And he needs to be told to back off. Definitely. Returning to more domestic British issues, there were a couple of high-profile departures from the UK government as she took over, which included Home Secretary Priti Patel. Is that a normal kind of thing that happens when a new prime minister takes over, or was that a sort of indication that we're shifting in policy? Uh, it's normal for a new prime minister to bring in uh, almost entirely new cabinets, and, and I suspect that the new cabinet will be uh, very different to the Boris Johnson cabinet, with the exception of I think uh, one or two people will still be in place. Ben Wallace as Defence Secretary probably stays in place. But there, there are big changes. And if you look at the three uh, high offices of state, the Home Secretary, Foreign Secretary and Chancellor of the Exchequer, they're all going to be new, uh, I think, appoint appointments. So Priti Patel, a very good friend of Heritage who gave a big speech here in November, she, she has just stepped down as Home Secretary. Um, you will also see uh, uh, a new Foreign Secretary and, and Chancellor of the Exchequer, the new Home Secretary is expected to be Suella Braverman, who's been Attorney General, who's actually very good, I think. Uh, James Cleverly is expected to be the Foreign Secretary, and the new Chancellor is expected to be Kwasi Kwarteng, who's currently the Business uh, Secretary. So uh, th th these are all very strong Thatcherites. You know, I, I think the new Cabinet will be great, mm -hmm. uh, but some old, old friends will be uh, stepping down, including Priti Patel, who's been uh, you know, a tremendous you know, friend of, of the Heritage Foundation so right. over many years. But it doesn't sound like the, the policy direction necessarily will be changing too much? Or, no, uh, yeah. no. I mean, I think policy remains uh, broadly the same. Um, the UK has has a big uh, immigration uh, challenge, or Ill illegal uh, immigration challenge. And uh, you've seen tens of thousands of illegal migrants crossing the uh, English Channel mm. from France um, over the course of the last uh, couple of years. And the new Home Secretary has to address that. And it's a huge issue in the UK. It doesn't help that you've got Emmanuel Macron in, in office as a French president who deliberately tries to undermine Britain at every opportunity. Mm -hmm. 
so uh, you know Macron is a big part of the problem, and it's it's striking that you have large numbers of illegal migrants from France escaping France to get into the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. but they're they're not coming over illegally. I mean, they are they are illegal migrants, and they, right. they have to be have to be stopped. And Truss has has acknowledged that that yeah. is something that she's oh, yeah, going yeah. to face. She, she's very very hard line on on this issue as she should be, and. Securing Britain's, Britain's borders is a very top priority for the, the new administration. Absolutely. In terms of social issues as well, we've seen that Truss has kind of fought back against maybe woke ideology yeah. or, or things like that. So she was asked last month whether trans women were women during a debate, and she said pretty explicitly that no, trans women are not women. How has she responded also to maybe the other rising tides of wokeism in the United Kingdom? Yeah, so uh, Liz Truss is very anti-woke and she has uh, spoken on the campaign trail uh, a number of times about uh, her determination to defeat wokeism uh, and um and she really has to put that in, into practice because i think uh you know the the woke left have taken over so many of britain's institutions and even if you look at britain's civil service mm. there's wokeism running right through it for example and the use of pronouns by a lot of british civil servants that you'll see on their emails and so on i think that liz truss would like to to stamp that out uh, and um, the British government, uh, one of the one of the big positives I think about the Boris Johnson administration on the cultural front was their determination to root out uh, critical race theory in schools. Mm. And so, Kemi uh, Badenoch, in fact, uh, a minister under Boris Johnson, was a key figure in in uh, banning CRT in British schools. So I expect the Liz Truss government's going to double down on that. Uh, so C- CRT is regarded by the British government as as unwelcome and fundamentally racist. Mm. Uh, so you will not see that in British schools, uh, definitely under a Liz Truss uh, administration. So I think on the cultural front, very, very positive. The messaging that Truss is sending on CRT, uh, sending on um, the trans issue as well, you know, trans women are not are not women. And that, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a common sense reality that the British government uh, acknowledges. Complete difference to what the, the Biden administration is saying. And the Biden presidency is far woke left. Mm. The British government is very, very conservative on these issues, and that, that's a big difference between the two. Absolutely. I'm, I'm curious as well, because you mentioned that Truss started out as a liberal Democrat yeah. and that she sort yeah. of transitioned into a position yeah. where she was more conservative. When did we see that change happen, and do we think it's going to stick? Yeah, I mean, that happened many decades ago. I mean, she was a, you know, a liberal Democrat activist in her youth and her student days. Uh, it's not uncommon, actually, for, you know— uh, for some conservatives, start off on the left, right? Uh, and even Ronald Reagan started off yeah. on the left. So you know, uh, so Liz Truss, I mean, she she is a she is a very very strong solid conservative now. She's been a, a strong conservative for many for many decades. But also very importantly, she's a a very very uh, robust bre- Brexit supporter. Mm. Uh, she didn't start off that way, and but she is now, uh, and she has pledged to make Britain a, a real world leader in the Brexit era. So you know, I, I'm very optimistic, positive about. You know the Liz Truss uh, premiership, but I'm under no illusions with regard to just how immense the challenges are, and also some things need to be fixed. You know the environmental green agenda of the Boris Johnson administration was fundamentally unhelpful for Britain, mm. and so Liz Truss really needs to to rethink all that. And you know the net zero strategy is very destructive for the British economy, uh, and I do hope the new administration is going to you know, going to walk that back. 
But we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. On right. That. Actually, to that point, there were some criticisms of the Johnson administration that he 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 campaigned from the right and then governed from the left. We don't. It sounds like from what yeah. you're saying, that's not really a concern with Liz Truss, at least in what she's demonstrated as as of yeah, right I, now. Yeah, I think I think with Boris, he, he was a very mixed sort of you know mixed bag in terms of uh, overall policies uh, and. Uh, you know, Boris, um, instinctively conservative, but if you look at a lot of the environmental agenda is left wing, mm-hmm. actually, uh, and in some areas as, as well, there's too much government spending under Johnson. Taxes rose, economic freedom declined. You know, all of that has to be addressed and reversed. Uh, but Boris was great on Brexit. He was great in standing up to Putin over over uh, Ukraine. So there are some a lot of positives for Boris Johnson, but uh, some big negatives as well. Mm. So Liz Truss, I, I think, is ideologically more of a conservative prime minister, but she's got to live up to that. Right. Uh, and, and she will be held to account by her own conservative supporters who put in power. Sure. As one final question here, as we're talking about Boris Johnson, his government was seemingly taken down by a series of scandals. There was Partygate. There was that thing with the member of parliament who yeah. was accused of sexual assault. Uh, do we anticipate any of those scandals sticking to trust as a result of her being from the same party? Um, I, I don't think so. I mean, trust is a lot more, uh, I think, disciplined in terms of how she's going to manage things and in Downing Street, uh, I think Partygate is becoming a little distant, me- distant memory, really. Mm. Uh, but uh, ultimately, you know, Boris Johnson should have dealt with all of these issues much earlier, and his failure to do so was a big part in his downfall. Mm. Uh, and I think Liz Truss's Downing Street is going to be very, uh, it's very different, actually, and it's also going to be more, I would say, uh, more solidly conservative. You look at the advisors around Liz Truss, uh, very, very good people. Uh, and and I think that uh, there are very high expectations for this this administration. I think with Boris Johnson's government, it was a mixture of conservatives, some some uh, liberals as well. You know, so mm-hmm. um, it, it's different with Liz Truss. I mean, this is a very solidly conservative administration. Excellent. Well, we look forward to seeing what new Prime Minister Truss will do. That was Niall Gardner, director of the Margaret Thatcher Center for Freedom here at the Heritage Foundation. Niall, it's always a pleasure to have it's you. It's my on. pleasure. Thanks very much, Doug. And that'll do it for today's episode of the Daily Signal podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe on your podcast listening app of choice. We got Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen. And if you haven't yet, please spread the word to your friends and family. It really helps us get the message out to real patriots and uh, get the news out to people who need to know. That's all for today, but we will see you tomorrow. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. The executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen, Doug Blair, and Samantha Rank. Sound design by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.